This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Acts chapter 10 records for us what I call a divine encounter. A divine encounter is a moment of spiritual transformation whereby someone comes to faith in Jesus. But behind that encounter is a beautiful story of God's preparation and the main character's obedience. We see God quite intentionally working in the background in the heart of the Apostle Peter, while at the same time moving the heart of a Roman soldier named Cornelius. This event is an important scene set in the midst of the Acts narrative because it clearly opens the door of faith to Gentiles. God is quite literally directing the scenes of this divine drama, and we would do well to consider the implications of this scene in our own story. There's so much to learn here, so let's, let's dive in together. Verse 34 through 36 of Acts 10 read, Peter began to speak, Now I truly understand that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation, the person who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Acts chapter 10 and 11 record the momentous inclusion of the Gentiles into the gospel family of Christ and the subsequent fallout from such an incredulous event. Now, what is so striking about the account overall is how pliable everyone seemed to be with such incredible culture-shattering implications. None of it made sense until the very last minute. Peter's hungry on a roof and sees a sheet with all types of animals when God tells him to get up and eat. When Peter protests, the vision recurs on three separate occasions. Often when something happens three times, it is used for emphasis. Now remember, there was no punctuation in the Jewish language, so the language and culture learn to emphasize something by repeating it. This event occurs three times. As Peter is trying to figure out what's going on here, there is a knock at the door with some Gentile men who say that they have come from Caesarea after a vision from an angel that told them that they needed to retrieve Peter from Simon the Tanner's house, and he will give them a message. God was speaking to Cornelius at the same time he was speaking with Peter. And while Peter is trying to process all of this, the Spirit tells him to go without delay. Now, he's just seen a sheet filled with different unclean animals three different times, and the Lord has told him to violate the Jewish dietary laws and get up and eat these animals. Peter protested three different times, and God says, don't call unclean what I have called clean. And while all of that is happening, a knock at the door from a Gentile centurion has shown up and he wants you to go with him to give him a message. 
Now, this is all pretty incredible stuff. He goes with them and enters their home. That event alone deviates from Jewish tradition. It would be the gravest of social ills to enter the home of a Gentile, let alone to eat with him. And yet Peter has abandoned those stodgy traditions for the hope of preaching the gospel. Peter had come to understand that the gospel advancement was, more, was worth more than keeping with Jewish proclivities. When Peter preaches, the family believes and they receive the Holy Spirit. This important development would have never occurred were it not for Peter's sensitivity to God's Spirit and his swift obedience, even in the face of his Jewish traditions. Acts chapter 11 finds Peter now having to defend such a bombastic account to the apostles and the disciples in the church after he was roundly criticized by those of the party of the circumcision, these Jewish believers. These men carried little for the world outside of their bubble, and it would have been culturally unacceptable to cast the pearls of the gospel among the world's swine. Such good news should be reserved only for good people, those chosen of the Lord, the Jews, to be the royal priesthood. But the gospel witness commissioned them to go to the Jew first, but also to the Greek. This is precisely what Paul would say in Romans chapter 1. They were to carry this message from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, the half-breeds, and even to the uttermost parts of the world. Is it any wonder then that we see this walked out for us in Acts chapter 6 through chapter 10? We saw the gospel in Jerusalem, and then in Judea, and then in Samaria with Philip, and now to the uttermost parts of the earth. Once again, the Jews rejected Stephen's message, and chapter 8 finds the persecution scattering the disciples to where else? Judea and Samaria. You see, it started in Jerusalem, but then persecution spread the revival to Judea and then to Samaria, where Philip preaches and revival breaks out among the half-breed people, and then the Ethiopian eunuch, and then this story in chapter 10. We're witnessing the fulfillment of the Great Commission before our very eyes. In chapter 11, Peter defends this movement from those who wish to hijack it from within. But what's so incredible is after Peter lays it out for them, they are silent and receive his word. Their minds were changed. All of this, at first, seems random. The angel speaking to a Gentile, sending him to Peter for a message that Peter knows nothing about, while Peter is confused about the sheet coming down from heaven with animals three times? The fact that Peter goes and preaches the message is astounding. Peter likely had no idea what was happening in the midst of all of this, but the Spirit did. He was fulfilling the Great Commission. As we apply these truths, we have to remember that our lives and the circumstances of them are as interconnected as Peter's and Cornelius's. We don't know why God places us in certain circumstances. The things that he asks us to do may even seem puzzling at times. They may even go against the traditions that we had so long upheld. 
I'm sure that there were a lot of confused faces in this process. But we have to be willing to be obedient, as Cornelius was in sending the servants, as obedient as Peter was in coming with them, and as obedient as the disciples were in changing their minds. This compliance is how God adds to his church. So we have to ask ourselves, are we stubborn in refusing to do all the things that God has asked us to do, even when they don't make sense at times, especially when they rattle our traditions? Are we willing to go with them? Are we willing to risk upsetting the spiritual elites to welcome foreigners and sinners within the ranks who have placed their faith in Jesus? Are we ready to defend them against such attacks? Are we willing to obey and defend the gospel even when its reach extends beyond what is comfortable for some? Isn't the gospel worth that? So Jesus, help us to be willing to be obedient even when we don't understand. Help us to embrace what you want for the gospel even when it cuts across the grains of our experience. Help us to take the gospel to dark corners of our city and our world places that may seem to some people uncomfortable. Help us to realize that this gospel is for everybody, Jews, half-breeds, and dogs. Don't let the social stigma of fellowship with other cultures keep us from carrying the gospel everywhere it can go. And help us to be pliable, obedient in your work, bending and moving to your will, even when it goes against our tradition. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.